love to, I love to come here and I love to listen to our band play. And uh, yesterday there was actually, they were over at uh, uh, Praise, it's called Praise Fest. And so there was a bunch of other church bands that were there. And so I went over there. I'd, I'd been running because I'm in great shape. And so I went running and it was, I knew it was going to be outside and I was sweaty and I was stinking. So I was like, it'll be okay. I can go to this thing. Nobody's going to be able to smell me. And so I went there and I listened to other bands playing. They were great. Y'all, I'm telling you, I, the, the guy, and here's what's incredible to me. These are just people like y'all. They're just church. They're, they go to church here. And then I'm just always amazed by their talent. Now, I hate them for it because I don't have talent, but I appreciate them. So they do just, just do such a great job every week. All right, enough of that. So if you have your Bible, this is what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking in Luke chapter 24 and verse number 13. And uh, we are involved in a series right now called The Road to the Resurrection. Now, of course, we know this. Last week, we, the, the road happened. I mean, we got to the resurrection. So you might say, well, what, what part of the road are we talking about now? Well, there's another road. So there's a road to the resurrection, and there's some guys that are traveling on a different road. They're traveling on the road to Emmaus. And so we're going to be talking about a couple of guys just a few days after, after the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus and to see what their journey was like. And so that's going to be in Luke chapter 24, uh, verse number 13. Uh, there was a, an elderly man who had, he, he was a wealthy, very wealthy man, but he had a hearing problem. Couldn't hear very well, and uh, his family would drive his family crazy. They'd sit there and talk to him, and he'd always say, what? What'd you say? He'd misinterpret what they would say, and so the family was sick of it. And so finally the grandfather decided, I need to do something about this, and so he went to go buy a hearing aid. So he went to the hearing aid, got the hearing aid. Uh, after a couple of weeks, he returned to the store, and the man he bought the hearing aid from walked over to him and said, hey, how's, how's the hearing aid working? He said, it is fantastic. He's unbelievable. He said, I, I can hear everything people are saying. He said, I can even hear my family talking when they're in the other room. He said, well, now they've got to really appreciate that. He said, I hadn't told them yet. He said, now, I've changed my will twice. <laughs> now, th there are some people who are going to be surprised when they find out in their living, in their daily lives, about who's really listening. And that's what we're going to be seeing today in our, in our passage of Scripture. There's two guys, and it's a, the crucifixion has just happened a few days before. They're walking down a road. They're talking about how disappointed they are in everything that's happened. And then Jesus comes along and starts walking with them. And they don't recognize that it's Jesus. And man, are they going to be in for a big surprise when they find out that it is. Now, it's not that Jesus was hiding out, trying to be secretive so that he could, you know, change his will on them. Uh, what he was doing is he wanted to walk alongside them and listen to them so that he could teach them. So that he could bolster their faith even as they were in the midst of a wrecked faith. And, and that's really what I'm hoping to, to gain from our passage of scripture today is as we are walking through life and as we are journeying through life and we face disappointments and, and we face hurt and we are let down, it, it's my hope that we are going to see that regardless of all that we're going through, that Jesus still walks with his people. And there are two men, they were so depressed and struggling so much that they didn't even recognize that Jesus was with them. But it's my hope that you're going to see today that their faith was renewed when they discovered that Jesus still walked with them. And so our focus today is going to be on a renewal of faith. 
a renewal of our walk with God. And that's what we're going to see in our text today. And I just want to share with you, when I look in this text, I, I see a few keys that these men had in their lives that enabled them to see their faith renewed. So, so what are these keys? And, and we're going to look at this more in the story, but here, here's the first key to renewing your faith, and it's this. Remember that perception is not reality. If you want your faith to be renewed, then, then you have to understand this and, and come to this understanding. And I'm still working on this one. But remember that perception is not reality. Now, I want you to look in chapter 24 in verse number 13 with me. It says, Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Now, again, if perception is reality then the world is a much different place than we think that it is. Um, now, I, I've shared with y'all before, y'all, I, I, I get, I'm, I'm a perception is reality guy. I see stuff on TV and I just like automatically believe it. I'm a sucker for infomercials. I'm a sucker for magicians. Y'all, if perception is reality, David Blaine, y'all know who that is? David Blaine, he is God. I mean, I sit there and I watch it. There, there's, you can actually watch a, a video of the guy have you ever seen the video of him where he actually, he levitates? Have you all seen that one? You can pull it up on YouTube. Don't do it now. But you can see him levitating. I'm sitting my mind blown. I'm watching it going, this guy can defy gravity. Uh, he does this other trick. It's one of my favorite tricks that he does is that he will have somebody, and is it really a trick or is it supernatural? Anyway, so he'll have somebody, they'll, they'll write down a name on a pad of paper, and then, and then he'll crumple it up, and he'll, he'll burn it. And then he'll take the ashes, have you all seen this one? He'll take the ashes and he'll rub them on his arm or on his stomach. And the name they wrote down appears in ashes on his body. Is that, is that incredible? I'm, 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 watching, I'm like going, this guy is not human, you know. But here's the deal. He actually is. He's just the guy. What's he doing? He, he's just performing tricks. Now, if perception is reality, then I'm blown away by this guy. But, but here's the deal perception is not always reality now there's a lot of people who do view their perception as being reality you know if somebody if somebody dresses nicely and they and they live in a nice house then we automatically perceive that they're wealthy or if you see somebody who who comes to church all the time and they're always carrying a bible and maybe even the family bible you know the ones that weigh 80 pounds and they're walking you, you just automatically assume Oh, that must be a very godly person. Now, they can be, but understand this. Perception is not always reality. And, and that, that, that's the same thing was true with the guys that we're reading about in this text. You have to understand what had just happened a few days before. This is, just, this is three days after the crucifixion of Jesus. And here's what they had observed. This is what they had perceived. They had perceived Jesus having a crown of thorns shoved onto his head. They, they saw Jesus have nails driven through his hands and nails driven through his feet. They saw a Roman soldier take a spear and shove it into his side to make sure that he was dead. That They saw Jesus being laid into a tomb. So what do you think their perception was? He's dead. That Jesus is gone. 
And as you can imagine, this kind of news would have been devastating to them because they had hoped in Jesus. They saw him as being a savior. And so then they remember all the teachings that he had, all the teachings that he had, all the miracles that he performed. They had to be wondering, what was the point of that show? Because now all we see is he's dead. They remembered when he was on the cross that as he was dying, he called out and said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so as you can imagine, this was a very confusing time for people who were followers of Jesus. And so at this time, they're left wondering, well, what was the significance of Jesus' life? You know, everything that he'd done in the past, I mean, perception-wise, it looks like that it really didn't matter. It looked like that their hope and their faith was just all for naught. But here's what's interesting. That was their perception. But where is Jesus as they're talking about all these things? The Bible says that he was walking right alongside with them. You know, there's, there's a lot of us, and we're like these two guys in the scripture that we've read. That there are some of you, and you have experienced things in life that are not fair. There are some of you who have experienced things in life that make absolutely no sense. You've experienced heartache. You've experienced betrayal. I mean, there's times when people will come and talk to me, and they will say, Why did this happen in my life? And I can tell you this. There's been a lot of times when I have to honestly say, I have no idea. I don't understand what's going on. And so what many people do is they allow their perceptions to become reality and they say, well, what that means, it means that God doesn't exist. It means that God, he doesn't have any real power. That if, that if Jesus was real, then he would have never allowed these things to happen to me. And that's where these men were in our text. And yet what we discover is that during this doubt and during this struggle in their lives, we see that Jesus was walking right alongside with them. They might say, well, that's great. He was walking with them. I don't want Jesus just to walk with me. I want him to do something. But, but here's the deal. He is doing something. He is. What was he doing in our text? It was pretty significant. I mean, he had been crucified on a cross. As he's walking, what's he doing? He's like walking with them saying, hey guys, guess what? I did something really big. I just conquered death. I mean, it's a big deal. So he said, I want Jesus to do more than walk with me. Y'all, the fact that he's still walking today is victory in itself. It is victory because he has life, which means that he can give us life. So, so the idea here is that if our faith is going to be renewed, we have to understand perception is not always reality. And there's some stuff in life that looks bad and it can look grim. And I, if you watch the news long enough, you're going to say, there is no hope for a future. But don't allow that perception to be your reality because if you're a follower of Jesus, that's not, that's not reality. Reality is Jesus is with us. So, so how else can my faith be renewed? Well, another key to renewing your faith is this. Remember that feelings are not fact. Did you know that? Your feelings are not always fact. Uh, look with me in verse number, let's see, verse 17. It says, Then he asked them, Jesus, What is this dispute that you're having with, the, with each other as you're walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. Then one named Cleopas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that happened there in these days? What things? he asked them. 
So they said to him, the things concerning Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, powerful in action and speech before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death. And they crucified him. But we were hoping that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it's the third day since these things happened. So what we see is these two men are walking along the road. Jesus comes up along beside them. And then Jesus asks them a question. He says, hey, what are you guys talking about? And as soon as he says that, it says the men, they, they stop and they just become very discouraged. Like they hang their heads and they're just very discouraged and they don't have a whole lot to say. And they're like, well, you know, Jesus was put to death. And that was a big deal to them because, because of who Jesus was. He was their salvation. He was their hope. They, they had this to say about him. In verse number 19, they said, he was a prophet who was powerful in word and deed. They said, we thought that he was going to be the one who was going to redeem Israel. So their perception is Jesus is dead. That's why they're speaking of Jesus in the past tense. He was a prophet. We thought he was going to redeem Israel. Remember, the Romans ruled them at this time. They thought Jesus was going to come in and set up his own kingdom. But now he's dead. No doubt you could say these men right here, these are men who are depressed. And, and I can't blame them. I mean, they've given up everything. In order, in order to follow Jesus, their, their hope was in Jesus, and now they feel abandoned by him. You ever felt that way before? You ever had great hopes, great dreams? You ever had prayers that you offered up to God, and you said, I know this one's going to be answered. I know God wants me to have that job. I know he wants me to have that raise. I know that that person that I care for and love, that God is going to heal that person. And then you prayed, and it didn't happen. And then you began to wonder, is God even real? Does God listen? You know, whenever you feel alone, you begin to get worried, and you feel like God has left me. You know, I, here's what I'm, I'm starting to learn. I'm trying to learn this, and that is this. The, the way I feel is not always accurate. The, the way I feel does not mean that what I feel is truth. That's what, now, parents, you do this with your kids, I'm sure. You always say, don't ever make decisions based off your feelings. Y'all ever said that before? If, if you haven't, you should. Because uh, here's what I know about my feelings. My feelings change from one day to another. There are some days when I'm just, I, I, I just, you know, everything is working out perfect. I'm happy. Doesn't matter what's going on. I, it's like it's just, you know, it rolls right off my back like a duck's, like a duck. Okay, but then there's other days when it doesn't. Okay, so if I'm basing my life off my feelings, I'm going to be absolutely nuts. You base, you base your decisions off truth. Right? Well, let me give you an example. Uh, I remember last, I guess it was last, last summer, Emily, Emily and I were driving around, and we drove up to Lake Watery. And I, I like Lake Watery. It's, you know, it's not as intimidating to me as Lake Murray, and kind of looks like a mountain lake to me. So we're driving around, and we, we went to this little area, and we saw this house that was on a cove. And it was, it was being built, and it was for sale. Okay, I, I got excited. And so I was like, hey, let's go look at that house. And Emily stops the car, and we get out, and we walk over to the house. And I'm like walking through, and the door's open. We walk through it, and it's still under construction. I look in the backyard. The cove is like, I mean, it's like 50 yards from the back door. Okay, I'm like, 
I'm like, I could come home from work and be in the water in a minute. And so I'm like, I know, God wants us to have this house. And so, you know, so I mean, I'm, I'm feeling it, you know, and I'm walking around. I'm like, man, look at this. This is unbelievable. And it was like, it was like a three-story house, had like a basement. And I was like, oh, perfect. And so I'm looking at Emily, and I'm like, hey, find out how much this thing is. And so Emily, so she's not, she's not a realtor, and so she could find out the price, you know. So she looks it up. It was like four hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the truth. The truth is, I can't get that house. Okay, but my feelings are very different. Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm having these feelings. Okay, how many kids can we sell, you know, to, to get this house? And I'm thinking, Emily, we might need to have a few more, you know, so that we can pawn them off. And so my feelings, my feelings are, we got to have this house. But here's the truth. I can't, I can't have the house. We, can't, we just simply can't do that. So, so here's the idea. We have to be careful that we don't base our decisions off of feelings, but instead they need to be based off of truth and off of fact. So, so you say, well, where, where do I look to to find truth? You know, what, what is, the, you know, what is the, uh, the guide for my life so that I will make decisions that are grounded? Y'all, that, that's why as believers... Here is where we base our decisions off of. It is God's word. God's word is the, it is the truth. It is the spoken word of God. So I don't want to go off of, you know, look at this and say, well, I just don't feel this way, so I'm not going to follow it. Y'all, I'm not consistent, but God's word is always consistent. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. Now, now just because you feel alone, it's not, it's not that. Just because you feel like no one loves you, it's not true. How do you know that? Because of what this book says. The, the last thing Jesus said before he ascended into heaven after the resurrection, he said, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, God gives us his word. He promises that he will be with us, that he will never leave us, that he loves us. And so if, you, if your faith is going to be renewed, then there's a few keys to seeing it renewed. And that is this, perception is not reality, feeling is not fact, and then here's the last one I see, and God's word's truth. God always speaks truth. And here's the last few verses I'll read, starting in verse, uh, 20, verse 22. It says, moreover, some women from our group astounded us, and they arrived early at the tomb. And when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they'd seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. They didn't see him. And he said to them, how unwise and slow you are to believe in your hearts all that the prophets have spoken. Didn't the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted for them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. Now, these men are talking to Jesus. They don't know who he is yet. And as they're talking to him, they said, yeah, you know, Jesus died. And there's some ladies, even some ladies went to the tomb. And, and his body wasn't there. And then here's what blows us away. They come up with this other story and say, yeah, and there was an angel there instead. And the angel said that Jesus had risen from the dead. And they thought those ladies were crazy. Now, as we read it as Christians, and we're used to the story, we read that and go, I can't believe those men would have such little faith. But, but try to put yourself in their position. Can you imagine if you went to a funeral last week, 
and then like three days later, somebody called and said, hey, remember Jim's funeral? Yeah, well, Jim's alive now. We're going to meet at Burger King. You want to come with us? Are you going to believe that? Said, but there's no way that's true. Now, but with Jesus, it's different. Why? Because of who Jesus is. Back in verse number 19, they said, Jesus, we thought he was a prophet and that he was going to be one who would redeem Israel. You know what the criteria for being a prophet is in Scripture? You're never wrong. When you prophesy, it always happens. Did you know Jesus prophesied that he would die and that he'd be raised again from the dead? Now, if he's a prophet and they believed he was, then they should have known if this is going to happen. We're told this in Matthew 16, 21. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and on the third day, what did Jesus say? He'd be raised to life. It's not the only place he said it. Jesus also said this in Matthew 17, 22, and 23. He said, the Son of Man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. He said, they'll kill him. Here it is. And on the third day... He will be raised to life. It's pretty clear to me. Jesus said, I'm going to die. I'm being the grave for three days, and I'm going to come to life again. That's why Jesus rebuked these men in, in verse number 25. He rebuked them because they were slow to trust God's word. Jesus had spoken truth, and now their job was to believe it. God's word's always true. Isaiah 48, the grass withers and the flowers fade. Life comes and goes. But the word of our God stands forever. Now, here's what's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that the older we get, the more jaded we become, and the harder it is for us to trust and believe. Um, the, the very first service we had at Village Church was 15 years ago on Easter Sunday. And I talked about how when Jesus rose from the grave, there were people who did not believe it. My son, my oldest son, he was seven at the time, he was sitting next to Emily. And y'all, we had like, it was like they were on the front row along with like four other people. And Hank just leans over to his mom, and uh, he said, that's silly. He said, why would nobody believe it? Jesus said he was going to raise from the grave, raise from the dead. Isn't that great? It's kids just believe that. It's what God said, therefore, God's going to do it. Okay, we get older, and we just sort of become, become a little bit, a little bit jaded. And then we start thinking, I don't believe anything. You know, they, they said today, it's going to rain. I'm so jaded now, I'm like, I don't believe it. You know, I don't care what people say. You watch the news. Do you feel the same way when you watch the news? You know, such and such is going on. I just watch it and go, yeah, whatever. That, and this is, I, so much has come about. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to get political here. I'm just going to mention a couple things. Okay, Donald Trump has done, I have to admit, he's done a good job of labeling the news fake news, right? I mean, so I'm even saying it now. Oh, that's fake news. Absolutely not true. Fake news has been going on for a long time. Um, I, I, here's one. I, I have a couple examples. Obama. I remember when he when he was in office, there was a story that came out said he made an executive order that it was it, you could no longer say the Pledge of Allegiance in school. That was absolutely not true. You know what? Two million people replied to it. They were all ticked off. Fake news. Okay. Here's another one. Donald Trump. We all you know they, they everything that's going on with immigration. They said he's giving out free plane tickets to Mexico for people who don't who can't stay here. I mean, it's not true. And so now you know, so I hear all these stories. And so therefore. Because of who I am, I hear stories, and I'm like, don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe, any, I don't believe anything anybody says. And here's what's scary, that sometimes we allow this to bleed over into this book, into God's Word. This is what God said. Fake news. No, let me tell you something. There's a big difference between God's Word and CNN. Okay? Big difference. 
God speaks truth. Jesus said he was going to be raised from the dead. Now, the people didn't believe him. You know what they believed? They believed, they believed the religious leaders of the day who did not want anybody following Jesus. Religious leaders of the day said Jesus' body's been stolen. They said Jesus really did not come back to life. He's still dead. There are people who still carry around the same story today. People say, no, Jesus didn't live. Jesus didn't die. He didn't die on a cross. That's, all. That's just a bunch of bull. And others of us feel that way because we allow feelings to override fact. So, well, you know what? I lost a loved one, and God didn't do anything about it. I was betrayed in my marriage, and it's never been restored. I prayed for people to be healed, and it never happened. And, and you need to know that it's in times like these when Satan will use the pain that you feel in your life to make it seem like that you're being victimized by God. But let me sh share with you a word of encouragement. While there are things that happen in life that don't make sense, God says, trust me anyway. Trust me anyway. Trust me because I always speak truth. Th these men were devastated. They saw Jesus in a tomb. But guess who was walking with them? It was Jesus. You know, they had been destroyed, they were hurting, but in the midst of their distress and their pain, Jesus was walking alongside them. And we're told later on in the verses when they saw him, so they, they, their hearts were set on fire when they realized who was with them. Guys, let me tell you something. When you began, when you experience, even in despair, when you experience the presence of God, I promise you it will set your heart on fire. When you say, man, I am hurting right now, but oh my gosh, Jesus really does live. And if he really does live, guys, that means that everything in this book is absolutely true. Now, I think a lot of us need to be renewed in our faith. And if, if we're going to be renewed in our faith, there's some keys to that. A few things to remember. Remember, perception is not reality. Feelings are not always fact, and God's word is always true. So, so here's the question. What kind of faith do you have in Jesus? Is it, is it the kind of faith where you say, you know what, I, I believe, even though things happen, I don't understand, I believe. I will follow Jesus. I will trust him. Even though I hurt, even though I've experienced disappointment, I'm going to trust him. That's what these men ended up doing, and it forever altered and changed their lives. And I, I think for some of us, man, man, so many of us, we are so jaded that, that, that we, you might be a follower of Jesus, but you've just experienced so much hurt in your life that, that you doubt, and you're disappointed, and maybe even angry. Let, let me encourage you to do something. Let me encourage you just simply, in a few moments, we're going we're gonna to bow for a word of prayer, and you just simply talk to God and say, God, man, I, I've been hurt. Lord, I've been disappointed, and there's things I don't understand. There are times when I look and I wonder, why didn't you move here? But why don't you just simply say, but Lord, you know what? I'm going to trust you. See, here's the deal. He is God. Not me, not you. He's God. He's, he sees more than you and I will ever see. He knows what's going on, and I don't care how smart you are. You don't. 
you and I, we, we don't, in the big picture, we don't know what's going on, but God does. And the question is, will you trust him? These men, road to the resurrection had happened, and they didn't even see it. I wonder how many of us don't see the presence of God when he's right here with us all along. See, he's walking with you. He promised he would, and he will. Now, for some of us, it could be that it's time for us to place our hope and our faith in him. You know, to quit just simply being the people who are like the spectators and go, yeah, yeah, I've heard this story before. I've been to church before. Now, I think it's time for some of us to dive in. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to give my life to that Jesus who lived and died and conquered death. That is a God who said he has a home for me beyond this one. And it's the time to follow that guy. And you can do that. And I'd encourage you in a few moments, you just talk to him and you tell him that. Just in your prayer, you just sign and say, God, I want to follow you. Jesus, I'm, I'm going to believe in you. I'm asking for your forgiveness. And I am believing that you lived and that you died and that you rose from the grave. And I will follow you. And others of us are simply need to say, Jesus, I've been, I'm a believer, but man, I need to be encouraged again. Lord, I pray that you will work in me. And Lord, renew me. Thank you.